0: Well, if that don't put you in the mood, I don't know what will.
1: <laughs> I could barely hear any music playing.
0: Oh, really? Uh, well, uh, that's weird. Can Can yeah. you hear
1: anything, Dennis?
2: Uh, no, I, I thought we were all meditating. Oh, you can't hear anything? I know, anything? right?
1: <laughs> I, thought no. you, I thought
2: Donald Wayne would have been playing something, but evidently not. Uh, I, thought, I thought I came in at a bad time, so I was being quiet. <laughs> the awkward silence.
0: Well, <laughs> good. It's playing in my ear, and I, I can't, I thought that well, was odd. I was having they trouble They have getting, people for that, Donald Wayne. Or, what? <laughs> what do they have people for?
2: We're well, hunting wabbits. We're well, hunting wabbits.
0: Um, for the voices in your head. Oh, well, it gives me somebody to talk to. <laughs> I'm not complaining about it. I just, it's just a fact. Uh, you know, it, I don't know. Uh, I was having trouble getting the music to play, which is what was taking a minute. But I could hear it here. That's the problem. If I can hear it through my headphones, I have no idea what you're hearing. So hmm. I don't know where. And that—that that was such a good song. What could be? Oh, the we're going to take that? your word for it. Huh? Oh yeah, I—I I, I was grooving to it. I would say. I was having, I was up and dancing and, uh, but I, I thought <laughs> I, so why would that be, why would that be
2: technical, technical department? Jeez. Yeah.
0: Well, that kind of, kind of bugs me here. Cause I, I you know, I'm going to be bothered <laughs> by this.
2: <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to be bothered Maybe. by this.
0: George isn't sweating? happy. George
2: and
0: George is angry. Yes, George. Okay, so why is this with Robert and he's got he's got a new name now? Um uh, Eric will explain.
2: Um
1: okay, well, yeah, that, that that's Robert's backup account because apparently um his main account you know got sent to Podbean jail.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, hmm. hey Robert.
1: <laughs> Hello.
3: <laughs> on, wow. shows
2: it yeah you. i'm telling you robert i don't go in there without some uh extra protection you never know what's going to happen to you when you go in there um, and
0: what and go in where
2: church in those, shows uh, Is that what you church said?
0: shows on podbean yeah yeah I, i'm having a hard Thank time hearing love. robert but Is uh he yeah he's me? rather
2: distant he's, he's distant he's having computer issues as well so oh
0: okay
3: I'm
2: on my phone. He's on his okay. phone, do Hey, we. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. But it, it just sounds distant compared to where we, the way we usually hear you. Um, but hey, it's oh. nothing is going right on, yet tonight you? for me, anyway. So.
2: Hey, well, welcome
0: to a Big Life. i my
3: other account.
0: Uh, you know, y'all just y'all just chat for a minute. I'm I'm trying to figure this thing out. Okay. Why, why and this thing isn't If so uh, if something Robert, breaks in uh, here and, and you you know, you get oh. you get the feeling, well go ahead and express it.
2: <laughs> well, I've got the feeling right now. Um Eric, do you do you, <laughs> Eric,
1: do you know Big Life? Um B- Big Life, um he, he's got a show here on Podbean. Um I frequently okay. see him in meat show.
2: Okay, okay. I'm just checking. We like to check up on who's in the room. Uh, okay,
0: cool. You hear anything? You hear? Music? I hear you. You hear no, music? No
2: music. No, no music, <laughs> Donald Wayne. Anybody hearing any music? <laughs>
0: no,
2: I don't hear it either. I'm gonna start
0: singing here in a minute. I, I mean, come on.
2: I, I think you might. I think you might. Yeah, um, oh okay. I mean I can play some music for you. I don't I, don't, I, I don't got know a song. To... Yeah,
0: I mean, you know, um Robert. Well, yeah. have you got a have you got a song by Mary Mary? <laughs> Which is what uh, I was trying to I mean. What yeah. a little love
2: in your heart. I love it's, that song.
0: It's or called unless Shackles. that's somebody
2: else. Um, come on Shackles? it's called Shackles. <laughs> oh. What's not it? Um. Hmm. You
0: off. Did you hear that?
2: What in the world was that?
1: Power <laughs> on. Oh Ready to pair.
2: Did you hear that? Yeah, somebody's <laughs> eating a pear. Somebody's um. eating
0: a pear. Uh, well, I don't
2: know. It sounds rather strange to me, but I think
0: pears are good for you, aren't they? I mean,
2: there's some some lip movements we're hearing in
0: there too. Oh well. there. <laughs> that's got to be that's, that's got to be on Robert's <laughs> end. I, <laughs> well, Eric's Eric's. <laughs> I mean, we can barely hear you. We can still <laughs> hear you, nonetheless. It's like he's at the far end of a tunnel. Well,
2: I mean. <laughs> Yeah, you, you Robert, um, I think he's on one of those canister phones with the string in between them. <laughs>
4: I <laughs> am not.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding, Robert. I'm I, just kidding. I'll be, right. I'll be back. I'm going to restart my phone and see if that helps. Oh, okay. Yeah, because you sound like um, you're way off in another galaxy. Not unless it's the
0: mobile network I'm on.
2: Well, well, I have no idea what he's saying. Thanks may be a a, a, a a miss over there in Idaho. I don't know. Uh, you know. Uh, oh, here we go. I mean, they're just out in full force tonight, Eric, aren't they? Yeah,
1: I mean, I mean, the old man and John DeVito and slightly serious and and other friends and you know, you know, been trolled really bad, but but. One thing we say to these trolls, um, thanks for the engagement number, suckers.
2: Yeah, suckers. I got another name for them, but I won't use that here. Hey, so. um, I, I'm not going to give them the flip off emoji in the chat like I did over at Tall Tales. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. I can't do
1: the flip off emoji over in the old man show either.
2: Yeah, well, they, they deserved it. So, oh, yeah, I mean, just totally disruptive.
1: Well, well, it's just getting to the point that, that them trolling like this is not f- being funny. Hey, milk dog.
2: Hey, hey, Jess. Hey, BP. Welcome. Hey,
1: Big Life. Glad y'all could be here.
2: Yeah, thanks for coming in. Glad to be great. I'm hearing some music now. Yeah, we're hearing something coming through there. You hear it now? Yeah, we're kind of grooving now, Donald Wayne. Oh, there you go.
3: My mind I just can't seem to find a reason to believe that I can break free because you see I've been down for so long but like all oh, hope is gone but as I lift my hands I understand that I should raise your prayer on my sacred <laughs> Okay. <gone>. All
0: right.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, that yeah, that that sounded good, Donald Wayne. <laughs>
0: Oh my gosh, it's not even <laughs> Wednesday, it's... I mean, really? You know, I think we just, we don't even need an outline anymore, we just do whatever comes yeah. up at the moment.
2: That's pretty much the way we've been rolling, hey, uh and, Zombic and uh, Mitch Malzma. Uh, Say yeah, what? Mitch, I'm going to call you, uh, uh, Mitch. Um, Mitch? It's going to be some of these, I'm just going to have to break it down. Maybe
0: um, we should just use the first four or five letters. Yeah, um, that's all
2: good. So, Ezo, oh, Mitch, uh, right. Reekin. Is that Robert? Robert is Reakin? um Is he put some cologne on, buddy. Hey, Robert.
0: <laughs> Robert. <laughs> what? Hey, that sound a sound a sounds a little better. Sounds oh. a little better. Sounds a little better, yeah.
3: Oh my girl, what's going on here with my phone?
2: I don't know. There's all kinds of technical difficulties tonight, Robert.
0: Yes, well, um, you, you just add that to mine with the music department, and we've got a real good show, <laughs> Robert.
2: <laughs> well, I can't even
1: hear you through my headset. I can hear you through my phone speaker.
0: Oh, no, my really? That does
1: not work.
2: Oh no. Um, is it one that you plug into the phone, or you've got a Bluetooth?
4: It's Bluetooth.
1: Oh. Yeah. Oh. Well, and and then of course Donald Wayne and Robert aren't alone with the technical issues. Um, even slightly had to do a weekend YouTube jail too.
2: Really? Oh, that's right. You sure? Because did.
1: of uh, um, an episode back in January that that YouTube was real butthurt and offended by. So from oh, back
2: good- in January, they're gonna yeah that's, and a half that's, months to figure it out.
1: Um, Jeez. evidently um. He had an episode where he talked about um, the bad word "election fraud," but but uh, you know, but but you know, but the but the election fraud stories that we present on our podcast are true.
0: Yeah, no. and it's it, it's amazing to me that so many people are just. Uh, So many of the mainstream media just totally ignore the fact that there were some election issues, no matter what you call it, whether you want to call it fraud or or irregularities. uh, I I just I don't know. I don't see where they get off censoring people if they express an opinion about, you know, how things in their in their mind turned out. But maybe we'll get to the point we won't need YouTube anymore. And in, in a few more months, well, anyway. <laughs> With the um, Trump Empire. I did on the tweet
1: rise. something on Twitter tonight about another platform that he's exploring. Who's that? I'm um, sli- slightly tweeted this evening about oh, okay. something he, um, you know, he's already exploring, looking into, and I might be exploring signing up for it uh, very soon. And I retweeted it though. I'm uh, d- digging it up from Twitter right now. It's called. Uh, HAPS.TV, H-A-P-P-S.TV. And his username there is at Slightly Serious.
2: Okay.
0: Are they a little bit more uh, forgiving? There, um, I'll, I'll read
1: what what his tweet said. So I've taken a look at something we might give a shot for the video side of things. They have iOS and Android apps as well with a button for call-in feature as well, currently with video. Let's see what happens. Never hurts to try new things.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Well, good.
1: Um, I I might have to undo the tweet for a minute so I can go ahead and and quote it so I can tag y'all in it.
2: Okay. Okay.
0: All right. Well, but i digress but moving on i think we found a balance here didn't we dennis have Um, we got our balance back
2: like we're we're in balance now yeah i guess you could say that um (laughs) (laughs) yeah well that's true bp you never know um um yeah i think we're we're back in some kind of rhythm there donald wayne
1: and I'll also put the that link down in the chat if if BP, Jess, and Robert also want to check it out.
0: Okay. So what is this program? <laughs> oh wait, who was you that? You disappeared again, Robert.
2: Oh, he's God, he's far away. I barely hear We're you. In the in the he must be in the back of the potato truck, Robert. <laughs> um. Well, yes. I yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh my god you uh
0: oh technology uh, i mean i, I, I can think of a couple of jokes sort. but i probably probably yeah. won't go there but it's about cell hey, phones funny!
2: welcome place. uh hey Marilyn! welcome um yeah but, you know <laughs> okay
0: well hopefully uh you know we you can get it to where we can hear you a little bit um uh, so you got
2: a story about stuffing something there, Donald Wayne,
0: um, stuffing something. What Thanksgiving? <laughs> Is this Thanksgiving already? Break out the Turkey. Got I mean, to get really. the bird out. I, I, I do want to, unfortunately, <laughs> you know, the, the night was, was was going south before we ever started <laughs> tri-stalk tonight. I heard oh, some no. idiot on, um, being quoted on MS, I mean on um, on Fox, they were just played a quick tweet, uh, a quick um, audio clip. What well, I wanted to say, and it's they were talking about the issue of Georgia. Georgia is, is a pretty big hot issue right now in the news, in a bunch of places, and everybody in the world on the left side is 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 calling us racist and and all kinds of names. But this one idiot said that, um, George passed a law that makes it illegal to give water to black people standing in long voter lines. And I, I just, just about went ballistic because, um, and I couldn't see who I was actually in the kitchen and I wasn't looking at the TV. I heard it, but I couldn't tell who it was. And by the time I got in there where the TV was, I, I couldn't, they'd already gone past that, but there's a lot of people, uh, Democrats, and uh, a lot of Hollywood people are also commenting on the new Georgia law that was passed, but this, this garbage about just narrowing it down to that one issue, even Biden, the president, uh, was, they stopped him and asked him about that. And he, he, he was like, I can't believe they're not going to give water to people standing in line. oh so, my gosh. uh, it's, it's crap folks. It's you, if you, if you're going to, quote something like that if you're going to talk about a law that's been passed you need to read the whole thing to put it in context and make sure people understand it but this stuff that they're doing of course this is what they do on everything they do anyway but i just heard that and and of course i did a, a mini pod on it last night a rather longer one more than i usually do all about that georgia voting law and and then comparisons to some things that are being done with the um, Uh, the hr1 bill so but that water thing is really driving me nuts and some guy talked about i think it was a pastor talking about i can't believe you're not going to let us give people standing in line peanut butter sandwiches well first of all i don't know that i would want a stranger to come up to me and give me a peanut butter sandwich anyway but i didn't know have you have you ever stood in line long enough to, to to get hungry and need somebody to give you food well, I tell
2: you what—is um, it really this? You know, the uh, state's responsibility to feed your ass and water your <laughs> ass while you're in line to go vote is that you didn't have to come down there and vote in the first place? I mean, really, go to the bathroom before you get there. Make sure you eat lunch. Make sure you bring your own water. I mean, you may be at a facility to where there's people out in the parking lot, like when I went to try when I for when we voted for the presidential election, they were out in the parking lot giving water to individuals. Um, but even those were skeptical. Like if they thought that you looked like you were a Republican, they're like, um, you know, maybe this water's free. I don't know. But well, it's not, you know. The state's not setting up uh, facilities to, you know, the, the the all the all the stuff to make sure that you're, you know, catered to while you're there. Just get your ass in there, vote, and get the hell out. Well, the I problem mean, look, in jo-
0: uh, in Georgia was the fact that a lot of these voter rights groups, you know, which most of them linked to Stacey Abrams, were going out there last year, and they were, I mean, they were literally taking things you know they were probably taking food and they were taking water and drinks and and of course but if you read the law it's talking about you know partisan groups that go out there and do these things and you know if it's a partisan group and they're standing there giving you something they're going to say something to you about who you're you know who you're going to vote for um but i'm you know, and and they blame uh, Republicans in the state for the long voting lines in, in the black communities around Atlanta. Well, I got news for you. If, if you know the law in Georgia, you know that each county is responsible for their own uh, voting operations. They're you know, they have county people that organize that and they're responsible for having these uh, facilities open for people to vote. So if you don't have enough of them open, then you need to be complaining to the counties and not and, and not the Georgia state government. But this this thing about the, they're just targeting water and then when they made it a racial thing, that, that's what got me going is just you know everything they point at right now is has something to do with race, anything they want to pick out. But this thing about water, I'm like you. I've never stood in line more than maybe two hours, and I've seen people have to get out of line, and generally people will hold your place and let you come back if you have to go to the bathroom. But, but this thing about, you know, the water was one thing, but now they're talking about food. <laughs> I just... Personally, I wouldn't want to eat anything while I was standing in line. But if I if I thought I was gonna get real hungry, I might grab a uh, a Snickers or a you know pack of crackers or something that I can take with me. But this thing feeling like you've got to feed people standing in voting lines, I just. It's it's just ridiculous. That's
2: the first time i would ever heard that in my life. What? I never even heard anybody about the, you know, food? complaining about no water and food and all that. I know I've been in line to, to many elections and had to wait quite a bit. And it's been hot or whatever. And nobody in line was ever saying, oh man, I can't believe they don't have Chick-fil-A out here for us. <laughs> yeah. Um, You know, I sure could use an ice cold Coke. I can't believe that the county's
0: not paying for that. What in the Sam hell is wrong with people. (laughs) But it's, it's just, it's all over the news right now. Even the president of the United States is talking about Georgia and this water thing and this, and this food thing that we're depriving people the opportunity to, to eat while they're standing in line. I mean, my God, eat before you go or, or, take something yourself, but this thing that you're right, that, that well. we're, we we got to be responsible to feed and, and give people drink while they're standing in line.
2: Well, and, and I, if somebody walked up to you while you were in line to vote and slapped the shit right out of your hand <laughs> and said, no drinking and no eating, then that's something to have a problem with. Of course that's an issue. But the fact that you're pissed off because the county is not providing you with a with a, a damn ham and cheese sandwich and some cold water while you're waiting in line doing something that you decided you were going to do it's not a requirement well it usually they're, only takes at the most an hour of your time is just inconceivable
0: yeah they're not really looking at at the the county for doing that they're they're complaining because the new voting law will not allow outside groups to come in there with those with those things. Now, you know, there's a, well, because
2: a, then you're influenced by you, got right. outside influences. You can't, you can't campaign within what it's within a hundred feet. Of uh, it's the, a
0: little it's uh, further than that now, but is it
2: further than that? Well, okay. You can't campaign within so far from uh, the voting place. So how the hell are you going to bring, bring people in who may be persuaded by one way or the other, then you're going to expect them to be unbiased when they're passing out those sandwiches and cold drinks to you like look who are you voting for
0: okay well you can have a water <laughs> well who we just want for? you to wow. know that stacy abrams made want to make sure that you had this barbecue sandwich while you're standing in line uh, right. or that you had yeah. this cold draft beer i i just i and mean i know right. that's an extreme and they're not giving out alcohol but this whole thing about people can't you know, stand in line for a couple of hours. I've been in line with people in wheelchairs. I've been in line with people on crutches. I've been in line with people who, uh, poor women that had two and three kids in tow going in there to vote, probably because they didn't have anybody to, to watch the kids form and the kids are crawling all over everybody. And um, people just do whatever they got to do to to do that process. But I, never in my life have I seen heard the stories except for last year, you know, where there was all this stuff going on and, and they were trying to do these extra little things for people standing in long lines. But if you got a problem with the lines in the in the county where you have to vote, then you need to be complaining to your county. And I got news for people in Georgia. Fulton County is not run by Republicans. DeKalb County is not run by Republicans. So you need to be looking at your own party if you are a Democrat and ask them to get these things fixed and and quit whining about having this stuff in line, so you all you know, you're there to vote. You're there to vote.
2: Hey, welcome PPG. Hey, Jess Duck, that's awesome. Yeah, I, I I'm down with Jess Duck. Um they can stand, you know, like in the parking <laughs> lot across the street and shoot a damn uh, shark cannon or a potato cannon. Just launch those things right in their frigging mouths.
0: As long as there's um, no political material on the rappers, just <laughs> oh, there
2: probably would be. You know, um, geez, you oh, bite down and I just it to, huh?
0: What'd you uh, do? I don't know any way I can say that nicely. Hey, some, Rock. I'm not going to say <laughs> it. <laughs> anyway, I just when I heard that idiot say that. You know, I mean, the law covers everybody. It's not a racial thing, people in Georgia. So, you know, all these people hey. that are making such a big deal out of it—they need to get a life. They really need to be honest and 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 just say say what the whole law is about those particular items, and uh, and then let people make up their mind how how reasonable that is. So. I'm off of that horse now. You want you want to hear something nice? You want to hear a cute story? Oh,
2: we would love a cute story. Hey, thanks for the share, Lou Rock, and uh, um, we're 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 located out of uh, good old Atlanta, Georgia, PBG.
0: Uh, I don't know if I'm going to claim Atlanta much anymore. Is oh, no. stuff well, up?
2: You know. It is oh, what did it we lose Eric? Uh, yeah, I guess what did you did you kick him out, Donald Wayne? What's going on No, here? I, I
0: I haven't touched a button since I got the music fixed. I mean, hmm.
2: I um, downloaded the the new Haps.TV TV
1: app on my phone, but oh. evidently in the process when I was uploading a photo to that profile, um, it, it kicked me out of Podbean.
0: Oh, okay. So you missed that whole rant about the voting thing in Georgia, didn't you? <laughs>
1: um, I, I only caught parts of it, but but you <laughs> know when Podbean kicks you out like that, excuse my. My French shit happens.
0: Yeah. Ooh, yes. Yeah. Well, um, we we allow a little French on Trish Talk, but yeah, <laughs> we're well, selected. Glad you could be here. We're selected. All right. So from CNN, I can't believe I'm quoting a story from CNN, but oh my, this 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 uh, uh, story is reported by Lauren Johnson. Um, and it goes on to say the cutest thief was rewarded after he continued to steal purple unicorn from a Dollar General store in Kenansville, North Carolina. I think I've actually been to Kenansville, North Carolina, um, if it's close to Jackson, North Carolina. But um, the business called animal control on Sisu a large male stray dog because of his repeated thievery. So this dog kept going back into the general, uh, the dollar general and, and stealing this one purple unicorn, but he had, had come to the store five times to steal the same stuffed animal. Uh, however, when the, uh, animal control came, um, Instead of the dog having to leave empty handed, it says the Duplin County Animal Control Officer who went to pick him up ended up buying the toy for Susu instead. So it went, uh, that county officer, animal control officer, bought that stuffed uh, unicorn for Susu. Sisu? Something like that. Uh, the department posted pictures on social media Monday of him cuddling his coveted treasure at the county animal shelter. And his oh. story went viral. Um, he said, this is what happens when you break into the Dollar General consistently to steal the purple unicorn that you laid claim to, but then get animal control called to lock you up. <laughs> Says for breaking and entering in larceny. <laughs> but the officer, um, and it, it was posted on Facebook, but they say because of the story being posted on Facebook, uh, Sisu and his unicorn were quickly adopted one day later, according to animal services. So uh, you don't know whether people were adopting Sisu because of the unicorn or because of Sisu. It's kind of a cute dog. It kind of looks like a maybe a pit bull mix. But um, I will try to post that picture on Facebook. And uh, But it was cute.
2: Yeah, I actually, um, once I saw that, I, I, uh, I actually had seen that on uh, a feed when I was looking through stories earlier today. Oh, did you see that? Yeah. He was just laying his head on that little unicorn. (laughs) I thought that was cute. Sweet little dog. Yeah, Yeah. it was. Um, well, you know, go from something sweet to, uh, (laughs) salty, um, salty, salt, salt in your wound, actually. Um, there's a story that in Maryland, they found a World War II, um, um, I believe it was a uh, cannonball or something like that. Yeah, it was a cannonball, and uh, and had to detonate it. Um, this is a story by Doa Madine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm probably butchering oh, yeah. that name. Oh, yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> uh, yeah, Exactly. Um, so a bomb squad safely deactivated a live Civil War era piece of ammunition after it was discovered in Maryland last week. Um, and it shows a picture of it cool, uh, too, which is pretty cool. It actually looks like a old rusty globe. Um, a homeowner contacted, uh, contacted the state's fire marshal after being given what seemed to be an unexploded cannonball that a family member found near the a monocacy battlefield in Friedrich or Frederick about 50 miles west of Baltimore. Um, and officials confirmed that the explosive was live. Can you imagine finding something that old? Well, I guess, you know, they I've have heard. a bunch of, uh, yeah, <clears throat> stuff from I've, them. Vietnam. that's still like that too.
0: Yeah. I've heard that some of those cannonballs can be, you know, still a danger. Wow. Well,
2: um, Bomb technicians, uh, right? BP bomb technicians moved the cannonball to Beaver Creek, uh, Beaver Creek, Beaver Creek Quarry in Hackerstown where they conducted an emergency disposal, according to Maryland State Fire Marshal. As proven today, the finding of military ordnance from the Civil War is not uncommon in Maryland, and these devices pose the same threat as the day they were initially manufactured the fire marshal's office said that would be horrible <clears throat> to run across yeah. that and and something actually happened to somebody um people are encouraged to report such discoveries to authorities and remember that even vintage artifacts can be deadly in 2008 a man who collected civil war relics died after a cannonball he was attempting to restore freaking exploded Jeez. The next year, a Pennsylvania man was charged after accidentally firing a two-pound cannonball into his neighbor's home. No one was injured in that incident, and apparently they were an Eagles fan. So um, how do you accidentally you know, fire a cannonball?
0: Well,
2: uh, well, BP, oh the gig is up. Um, oh, you know you, you don't mess you don't mess with Pittsburgh Steelers fans, Donald Wayne. Um, <laughs> Yeah, they but, get a cannon fired at you. That's that's the way it rolls. I'm just you know, accident. but yeah, I thought that was wild. <clears throat> They're still finding um, ordnance from the Civil War. Um, I mean, they say they still find stuff on the Kennesaw Mountain near us, Donald Wayne. But yeah. you get a pretty hefty fine if you hold on to anything like that.
0: Years ago, when I first moved here, and of course, you know there was even more rumors. In fact, as, as you well know, that, uh, was it the old, what's, what's the guy in Kennesaw? It's not called the old man's. What is that? The, the civil war relic place. The, oh, uh, 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 yeah. Is it old man?
2: We should no, it's something else, but we'll leave it at that since there's a, uh, negative, big negative, uh, well with him. In, yeah. He's, place. I mean, he's, yeah.
0: He's definitely yeah. old-time, but
2: That's he a used, civil war collector's store let's just put it that way.:
0: Yeah, he used to carry uh, have a lot of uh, relics in there, uh, you know, <clears throat> uh, cannonballs and just things that they would find around the battlefield back before it became how, such an issue.:
2: And how is he able to have those, you know? Well, if they still can explode.
0: Uh, I don't know. I, I never did really pick anything up. I mean, that was probably one of the dirtiest stores I've ever been in in my life, dust-wise, you know, mainly. But, wow. um, you know, a lot of people, uh, years ago when I used to, uh, at one time in my life, in my teenage years, I actually got to go to about six battlefields in one summer, and uh, you could buy— you know, certain relics and things, they would sell them in the gift shops on the, uh, in the national parks. But yeah, I, I don't know about the cannonballs. I, I, I would think that would be dangerous.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, I bet, but you know,
0: <laughs> there's, I, I'm sure, you know, with all, all the, the number of people that died during the civil war, especially in Virginia and Maryland and, um, uh, what I want to say, South Carolina, Tennessee, there's probably still a lot of stuff that's never been found. Okay. You, you through with that one? Oh yeah. That's all. we. Got okay. I, I didn't want to yeah. start on something and, oh, um, no, you're good.
2: The, we've, we've detonated the bomb on
0: that one did i and i don't know if i told you that i was changing my second one i'm actually going to a different yeah I, topic. I, I, okay I, I got the all updated right. version all right hey, so Mary. hey c rock do you like pop tarts and rice krispies treats and cheez-its any any of those
2: things? Um, bring i do like cheez-its and i do like pop tarts i don't like to toast them but i will eat them cold
0: so. you eat them cold yeah but they're kind of, they're not raw, but they're, okay, well, all right. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you can eat them that way. Yeah, you can, you can. All right, well, you may want to think about that. Uh, this oh, is a okay. story from USA Today on health by Dustin Barnes. So it, it turns out that TBHQ, or here we go, tert-butyl-hydroquinone. Maybe is oh, used to, ex- huh? wow. <laughs> I almost looked like QAnon, but anyway, that's why they said TBHQ is used to extend the shelf life of, of nearly 1,250 processed foods in this country. Oh, this wow. is according to a study released by the environmental working group, but it also may harm, uh, that TBHQ may also harm the immune system. Uh, Before the pandemic, chemicals that may harm the immune system's defense against infection or cancer did not receive sufficient attention from public health agencies. And this is according to Olga Nakindo, (laughs) Vice President of Environmental Working Group Science Investigations and lead author of a new study said in a press release, to protect public health, this must change. Uh, Her advocacy group is calling for the U.S. Food and Drug Administration to reconsider the permitted use of TBHQ in processed foods, as well as urging the agency to test all food chemicals for safety. Um, The use of the preservative has been defended by food companies and other nonprofits. Providing safe, delicious, quality food for consumers is our top priority, Kellogg Company spokesperson Chris Boehner said. Um, TBHQ is a common antioxidant approved for the safe use by the FDA that many companies use in their numerous products to help protect foods, flavor and freshness. TBHQ is used to help prevent fats from oxidation, which can cause foods to lose flavor, change color or deplete their nutritional value. Um, while there were some concerns in the 80s and 90s about high doses of TBHQ causing precancerous tumors in animals, um, a 2004 European Food Safety Authority panel found that TBHQ is not carcin- carcinogenic. Um, in the US, the FDA regulates how much TBHQ can be added to foods. Levels cannot account for more than uh, 0.02% of the fat in the oil. So anyway, so I guess that's a flag that you may want to reconsider. You may want to think about (laughs) whether you still want to continue eating Pop-Tarts, Rice Krispies, treats, or Cheez-Its. And I just bought a humongous box of cheese. its at Costco. You know, you can buy those boxes of, gives you two huge bags for about a fifth of the price you'd pay in the grocery store. Oh,
2: well, um, yeah, BP, that's possibly, that may be the case. Um, you know, <clears throat> Donald Wayne, at this point in life, uh, for me, I mean, <clears throat> um, it depends. I'd have to prove to me how much more I'm actually going to get out of I mean, because I would need Pop-Tart, but maybe, you know, two or three times a year. Um, and if stopping that's going to give me an extra 10 or 20 years, that's a difference. But uh, at this point in life, uh, I don't think that that's going to much matter. <laughs> it's so, not, not going to concern you. At this point, it may actually be helping me, Donald Wayne. I don't know. <laughs> Um, that's true so it, you have to make a, interesting
0: stuff <laughs> make make uh, uh, informed decisions is, is what we're here for yeah,
2: yeah. Um, my goodness okay well um, you know let's go from being preserved to uh, you know how Panetta assesses Biden's first days. <clears throat> this is a story by Albert Hunt from the, and it uh, comes from the Hill. Um, says uh, <laughs> Joe Biden is off to an auspicious start with passage of his 1.9 trillion COVID, COVID relief bill. Has uh, made excellent appointments and generally has struck the the right one. Now is when trouble is likely. Um, my goodness. So, you know, not all articles um, are in line with um, what Tristock stands by. So that's just not the view of a hack pundit, the article says. It's that of a man intimately familiar with the rhythms of governance and the presidency, Leon Panetta. He doesn't quite get the wise man all the establishment accords former top Republican Jim Baker, but Panetta's credentials are as impressive. Former White House chief of staff, three top cabinet posts, and unlike Baker, Panetta won elections eight to Congress from California. (laughs) It's a strong start when you pass a major piece of legislation in the beginning of administration. He told me during a recent half hour phone conversation, um, it conveys a clear message that the president knows what he wants to do and is focused on getting things done. Um, really? Um, uh, one caveat, uh, caveat, <laughs> caveat, uh, mine, not Panetta's, is that Biden is getting credit for going big and bold, which he did, but it's supposedly in contrast to Barack Obama's 2009 more timid approach on it in the financial crisis. Really, um, that's false history. Obama, with House Speaker Nancy Pelosi and the other Democrats, <laughs> sought more than 800 billion but had to scale back a little as there weren't the votes in the Senate. Obama could have gotten a bigger package <laughs> allegedly <laughs> by adding tax cuts to help the well to do, and he smartly rejected that. I mean. This article for really um, Panetta, who started in politics as a Republican, switching over civil rights a half century ago, doesn't warn of troubled waters because of anything Biden has done. Oh, really? Um, It's that presidential honeymoons always have a shelf life. The president's job approval today is similar to three of his four most recent predecessors, who then saw a decline in ensuing months. Uh, Donald Trump started fairly low and stayed there, they said. I
0: didn't um, know he had a honeymoon.
2: Yeah, I don't think that he even knows that he's married. Panetta cautions Biden of danger. He can't let the important focus on COVID and the economy so consume him that he's not tending to other responsibilities. Um, you know, um, <laughs> those he probably won't remember. As a freshman House member, he worried. President Carter did that on energy. Oh, really? You think? And we love Carter, but I mean, really.
0: We Um, love Carter the man. Yeah. (laughs) Not not the president.
2: I love the peanuts. Um, The border with increasing (laughs) numbers of migrants already is a huge problem. Panetta thinks it's foolish to get into a debate over whether this is a crisis. This demands putting immediate resources there. Uh, more administrative, administrative judges and facilities. <clears throat> really, let's just put up more places where p- people can just wander around and swallow instead of fixing the problem. That sounds real good, Panetta. Um, Joe has to show he's tough and competent. The last damn thing you want is to be on the defensive. Uh, boy, yeah, he just looks tough and confident, confident doesn't he, Panetta? Yeah. Um, Panetta recommends Biden make use of his world leader mantle and go himself to Mexico, meet with leaders there to thrash out solutions or become a mule like Clint Eastwood did in that movie we watched a while back. Um, (laughs) Panetta knows subsequent legislation will be harder. He urges the president to go big on infrastructure. He should go out of his way to make it bipartisan. If the Republicans give him a hard time, tell him to go to hell, but make the effort. Go ahead. Let's let's let him say that, Panetta. Um, Yeah, let's get all those shovel-ready jobs um, or those good green jobs where we can just screw in light bulbs and uh, put up solar panels. Um, Jeez, I mean, really. A former director of the Office of Management and Budget Panetta raises the possibility of a carbon tax, which is supported by prominent Republicans like Jim Baker and former Treasury Secretary Henry Paulson, and would help in addressing climate change. Yes, the Green New Deal. Oh, how lovely it is. Um, On foreign foreign policy, China obviously is a priority. Panetta says the initial meeting between top diplomats was not a surprise. The way dogs sniff each other, both sides circled and checked each other out. Now it's time to get serious. Well, there seems to be a lot of sniffing going around on <laughs> that side of the aisle there, Panetta, and I think you're doing
0: part of it. Um, well, that's a great thing difficult. to put in an article. <laughs> dogs uh, sniffing well, each other.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, but that's what we're have thats what we dealing with, Donald Wayne. Um, the, the difficult trick, he says, is to walk and chew gum. And, uh, you know, they bring that up quite a bit, don't they? They must be, uh, have, they must have an interest in, uh, you know, in, uh, in in Rickley or something like that. Um, so. Double your pleasure. I mean, that's what they're looking for. The propensity of a new administration is to assemble what the president considers a top flight cabinet and then just bring them in for photo ops. Uh, Biden Panetta notes. Has a good team and should work with them. Does he? Does he really, Panetta? I mean, have you gone Biden? Because that's the new term now. Have you gone Biden? Um, and that's to anybody who is forgetting. I mean, just about, well, anyway, I'm not going to go there. The president's long Washington experience is a strong asset, though, Panetta notes when you've been in Washington for more than 40 years. You're not always on top of changing dynamics. They are con- constantly changing. Um, but at least he admitted that he's been there for over 40 years. That's the only decent thing out of this article. Panetta urges Biden should hold regular press conferences. Biden held his first yeah, that- last Thursday after more than nine weeks and acquitted himself better than the media did not to please it preening supporters but for his own good, that's because he wouldn't even. He would be more gaffs um, than than they could actually put into uh, to the screen for one day. I mean. Preparing for those questions and his responses makes a president much more aware of the spectrum of issues out there. (laughs) Some of which he hasn't paid much attention to (laughs) no shit. (laughs) Um, because he doesn't know there's even a situation that needs tending to, um, the great danger for a president, the wise man notes is a tendency to be isolated. Well, that about sums it up. And, uh, Leon Panetta. I mean, really, take a look at that sob. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, hey, what? I think that'd be an article to get people fired up. And, and, you know, I thought since it was tied to the Hill that it was going to be, uh, you know, some half, you know, halfway at least in the middle. But
0: yeah, take I a mean, different direction.
2: Yeah, Panetta was just pretty much he's, he's crushing over Biden right now.
0: So yeah. and One I don't know
2: the- exactly what for.
0: One of the funny things that I thought there's a number of funny things that came out of Biden's press conference the other day, but um, was the fact that he said he was putting Kamala Harris in charge of, you know, taking care of the issues at the border. And then when the press asked Kamala Harris, she, she was evidently getting on Air Force Two the other day and asked her if she was going, had any plans to go to the border. And she basically said, not yet so uh <laughs> hey, nobody's going to the border <laughs> buying you crazy as hell you think um, i'm going down there no hell no. no no all right well she's a mess yeah that's um, mess,
2: mess, mess.
0: <laughs> i mean you know joe's gotta they gotta figure out some more things they can lie about before he can have another press conference i mean you know They've, well they've, yeah i
2: mean he probably won't have one again until june well know.
0: they they do have one now they can they can spend a whole press conference lying about the issues in georgia so there you go well they said uh, that they didn't expect him to have one until maybe memorial day so um or at least by the fourth of july
2: well <laughs> well there you go there
0: so you go. plenty of time to 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 study those next 10 questions
2: well, you know, maybe they're they're working on them and
0: they'll have something figured out by then. I don't know. Well, Dennis Lee, since we're just we're just galloping along tonight at such a steady pace, uh <laughs> you you have a this day in history that we can uh, well, lean Tom on. Wayne, I'm
2: I'm glad you asked, um There's a day in history, and it's it's today. So (laughs) 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 It's
0: better than it being yesterday. uh, March 28th.
2: March 28th, 1979 gave way um, to the worst nuclear disaster um, in U.S. history at Three Mile Island. At 4 a.m. on March 28th, 1979, the worst accident in the history of the U.S., Nuclear power industry begins when a pressure valve in the Unit 2 reactor at Three Mile Island fails to close. Cooling water contaminated with radiation drained from the open valve into adjoining buildings, and the core began to dangerously overheat. The Three Mile Island nuclear power plant was built in 1974 on a sandbar on Pennsylvania's Susquehanna River, just 10 miles downstream from the state capital in Harrisburg. In 1978, a second state-of-the-art reactor began operating on Three Mile Island, which was lauded for generating affordable and reliable energy in a time of energy crisis. After the cooling water began to drain out of the broken pressure valve on the morning of March 28, 1979, emergency cooling pumps automatically went into operation. Left alone, These safety devices would have prevented the development of a larger crisis. However, human operators in the control room misread confusing and contradictory readings and shut off the emergency water system. The reactor was also shut down, but residual heat from the fission process was still being released. By early morning, the core had heated to over 4,000 degrees, just 1,000 degrees short of meltdown. In the meltdown scenario, the core melts and deadly radiation drifts across the countryside, fatally sickening and potentially great number of people. As the plant operators struggled to understand what had happened, the contaminated water was releasing radioactive gases throughout the plant. The radiation levels, though not immediately life-threatening, were dangerous, and the core cooked further as contaminated water was contained and precautions were taken to protect the operators. Shortly after 8 a.m., word of the accident leaked to the outside world. The plant's parent company, Metropolitan Edison, downplayed the crisis and claimed that no radiation had been detected off plant grounds. But the same day, inspectors detected slightly increased levels of radiation nearby as a result of the contaminated water leak. uh, Pennsylvania Governor Dick Thornborough uh, considered calling an evacuation. Finally, at about 8 p.m., plant operators realized they needed to get water moving through the core again and restarted the pumps. The temperature began to drop, and pressure in the reactors was reduced. The reactor had come within less than an hour of a complete meltdown. More than half the core was destroyed or molten but it had not broken its protective shell, and no radiation was escaping. The crisis was apparently over. But then, two days later, however, on March 30th, a bubble of highly flammable hydrogen gas was discovered within the reactor building. The bubble of gas was created two days before when exposed core materials reacted with the superheated steam. On March 28th, some of this gas had exploded, releasing a small amount of radiation into the atmosphere. At the time, plant operators did not register the explosion, which sounded like a ventilation door closing. After the radiation leak was discovered on March 30th, residents were advised to stay indoors. Um, Experts were uncertain if the hydrogen bubble would create further meltdown or possibly a giant explosion. And as a precaution, Governor Thornborough advised pregnant women and preschool-aged children to leave the area within a five-mile radius of the Three Mile Island facility until further notice. This led to the panic, and uh, the governor had hoped to avoid. Within days, more than 100,000 people fled the surrounding towns. Um, On April 1st, President Jimmy Carter arrived at Three Mile Island to inspect the plant, Carter, a trained nuclear engineer, didn't know that, had helped dismantle a damaged Canadian nuclear reactor while serving in the U.S. Navy. His visit achieved its aim of calming local residents and the nation. That afternoon, experts agreed that the hydrogen bubble was not in danger of exploding. Slowly, the hydrogen was bled from the system as the reactor cooled. And then at the height of the crisis, plant workers were exposed to unhealthy levels of radiation, but no one outside Three Mile Island had their health adversely affected by the accident um, that we know of. Nonetheless, the accident greatly eroded the public's faith in nuclear power. The unharmed Unit 1 reactor at Three Mile Island, which was shut down during the crisis, did not resume operation until 1985. Cleanup continued on Unit 2 until 1990, but it was too damaged to be rendered usable again. In four decades since the accident at Three Mile Island, not a single nuclear power plant has been ordered in the United
0: States. Um, so that means the one on the Savannah River in Georgia was built before or around the same time as Three Mile Island? Because I think that's the only other one. Been, I, yeah. Vogel is
1: the name of that power plant.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It would have had to have been around the same time. Yeah.
1: But <laughs> but considering like seven years after Three Mile Island, you had the Chernobyl disaster. And then almost 25 years later, the Fukushima disaster.
2: Yeah. The uh, Chernobyl one was, was horrible. And if anybody's ever had, has not seen that. Yeah. Uh, and,
1: and that part of the world hasn't recovered ever since.
2: No, they said it won't. I mean, it's got another um, hundred like, years or so left. Yeah, of, uh,
1: long, or longer than that.
2: Yeah, and the the thing at Fukushima, um, that's a damn mess too. I mean, all that radioactive water, all that radio radiation that spilled out into the ocean. Um, right. No telling what's going to come out of the ocean in about Godzilla. twenty years.
1: So. Godzilla. But, but the only the only um, country that you know, has ever had true success with nuclear power is of course, France.
2: Right.
0: Isn't that strange?
1: Yeah. You're right about that.
0: <laughs> Isn't that strange? Well, yeah, I, I kind of remember that. I remember as it, as it happened and, um, but I didn't realize that Jimmy Carter had those credentials either. I knew no, he I had been in the answer. navy, but I didn't know that that's that's what he did. So
2: I knew he knew how to grow a peanut or two, but my goodness, I didn't know. <laughs> that.
0: So but, that's yeah. one way to make make the country feel better. Well, that's the, all the more reason you know Biden should go to the to the border <laughs> in Texas or Arizona or California, so uh, it make everybody feel better about that whole situation. Does he
2: have a Mexican lineage there somewhere? Or?
0: No, no, just to show that oh. there's really no crisis down there. Uh, oh, oh he needs okay, to reassure man. us that there's no crisis oh, okay. going on. Yeah, yeah. nothing. Nothing he's we should be concerned that, about.
2: He's forgotten there's a crisis anyway. So, do uh. <laughs> uh, you want me to uh, get the boys out, Donald Wayne? Yeah,
0: they're probably they're probably antsy since they're they're running behind they times. Are. Yeah, let me uh let me get them over here for you. start the year
3: off right February. oh you're my
0: little valentine march Gonna march you march. cut it you keep cutting them off sooner don't you <laughs> or, or uh, are they you know are they asking for more money and you just can't yeah, afford you a,
2: can't give them you can't give them too much i mean they're wanting water and sandwiches and stuff <laughs> peanut
0: I, butter and jelly sandwich. What, i mean what are they voting i mean come on <laughs> I might as well. Um, Okay. So now these, you know, usually we're doing this a little bit before midnight. So I say these are for tomorrow, but now since we're past midnight, these are calendar calendar days for today. um, March the 29th, which is Monday. Uh, So today, Monday is national lemon chiffon cake day. That actually uh, sounds kind of good. If you, Huh? You ever had a the chiffon cake?
2: Chiffon. I've chiffon. Uh,
0: yes. <clears throat> I have chiffon. Yes, I have. The fluffy... <laughs> <laughs> you've chiffoned or you've had chiffon? <laughs> Both, actually. <laughs> the fluffy texture of a chiffon cake <laughs> is achieved by beating whites until stiff. Egg whites until stiff. Whoa.
3: Until stiff. <laughs> my and, goodness,
0: that <laughs> sounds st- completely racist, Donald Williams. Stiff, gracious. Folding, <laughs> folding into the cake batter before baking. Uh, chiffon oh, cakes goodness. tend to be, uh, you know, preparation. Chiffon cakes tend to be lower in, in saturated fat than butter cakes, uh, making them healthier. So you know, if you eat, you should eat more chiffon cakes than the other fattening cakes. Oh, but um, likes butter! The, the funny thing is, the recipe for chiffon cakes was developed by an insurance salesman. So, uh, but he he became a caterer after that. What was time. that was that life insurance? <laughs> it doesn't really say, but it was in California, so it probably was. Um, his name was Henry Baker in the early 1920s is when he came up with this recipe for chiffon cakes. He uh, offered his services to the Brown Derby restaurant. You've heard of that, haven't you? In Los oh, Angeles, which catered to the Hollywood elite. And, uh, and he owned that recipe until 1947 when he sold it to General Mills for an undisclosed amount of money. So... Yeah. He got rich off his chiffon cake, chiffon cakes <laughs> huh. with his beaten eggs. Um, yeah. to today is also <laughs> a national mom and pop owners, business owners. Day. <laughs> uh, I keep thinking <laughs> about the eggs a day to honor small businesses in this country owning. Your own business is a goal that many people strive to attain. It takes long hours, hard work, and much dedication. Hear, hear on that. Uh, Some of these mom-and-pop shops are handed down from one generation to the next, while others are just new startups. And, um, And according to the U.S. Small Business Administration, there are more than 27 million small businesses in the United States today. Oh, wow. So... Uh, of course that, I don't know if that number came out before the COVID last year, but, um, you know, it's also national Nevada day and, um, these national calendar people decided that they would dedicate at least one, uh, one day a month to a particular state. So it's going to take them a while to get through all of them, but, um, On October the 31st in 1864, Nevada joined West Virginia as the only other state to be granted statehood during the Civil War. I didn't know they they were, you know, given that during the Civil War. But Nevada was the first state to vote also for the 13th Amendment, abolishing slavery. Um, Most of the state is made up of national parks providing some of the best opportunities for stargazing anywhere in the country. Perhaps that's why area 51 attracts so much attention and mystery. That's what they said about that. Uh, But I didn't realize that a majority of the, of the state was um, allocated to state parks. Um the the population was so sparse in Nevada when they applied for statehood because there's like a sixty thousand uh, limit or or base on population before you could apply to be a state, but they went ahead and 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 let uh, Nevada, you know, apply for statehood, even though they they didn't meet the uh, population requirements at that time. Oh wow! Um, it's also national Vietnam War. Veterans Day. And of course, that honors the men and women who served and sacrificed their lives during the longest conflict in the United States history. Over 58,000 people were killed in the conflict of Vietnam. Uh, Returning veterans, unfortunately, did not always receive the respectful welcomes uh, that, you know, in later years were given to people returning from the Gulf War conflicts. But, um, and even though that actually, you know, there was a lot of animosity against soldiers coming back from Vietnam back in well, the yeah. late 60s and early 70s, even though the majority of those people, and there was a, a draft back at that time. And uh, in fact, I, I believe they reinstated the draft for that reason, uh, for Vietnam to, to have enough people to go to Vietnam. But uh, even though most of these returning soldiers were, you know, inducted against their will. In many cases, uh, people still blame them for what went on in Vietnam. So national Vietnam war veterans day is today on Monday. Hmm. And that's all we have. Um, well, God well, bless wait us. A minute. There's one served a, in the military. Yeah. I, uh, I forgot. There's one other. I added one little side note since we don't have a, a show tomorrow night. um, It's kind of a, this day in history thing Hmm? or tonight. Tonight? Thank you for correcting me. (laughs) We don't have a show tonight. We don't have a tri-stalk show tonight. Um, today will have been 136 years since, um, Dr. John Pemberton brewed the first batch of what is known today as Coca-Cola here in Atlanta, Georgia. Nice. Uh, I didn't, know this i'd heard some of the stories but he combined coca wine i didn't know there was wine in the original formula and other ingredients to create an elixir similar to that of a parisian chemist angelo marini that sounds italian to me but uh and that concoction was meant to cure headaches among other ailments if you kind of remember, I think we've talked about this before. Dr. Pepper, which I believe originated in Dallas, Texas, our yes. hometown, uh, was uh, kind of advertised as a medicinal drink back when it first came out, is, which is why they called it Dr. Pepper, but um. Anyway, so not only did the, to- the tonic contain a form of cocaine, the coca plant is the source, but it was also an alcoholic beverage, and being that it had wine in it. And that's the first time I'd ever heard that. But soon as uh, Prohibition came around, Pemberton had to alter his recipe to get the wine out of it in order to be able to continue selling it. Um, so eventually well, he, left he also—
2: in the cocaine—
0: uh, well, it, it it just says here <laughs> eventually a process removing the cocaine from the coca leaves left Coca-Cola free of the Schedule II drug. So, mm-hmm. uh, you, know, the
2: drugs, you know, but he
0: got rid of the wine first, <laughs> then he got rid of the the cocaine a little bit later. My gosh, I don't know well, that cocaine good. was illegal. At the same time that uh, wine was, I i, I really am not up on the history of, of those I drugs. I don't know. I, uh, don't know. I, I think it was. I don't know. But anyway, yeah, the wine had to go first. So that was just a little side story since we're not doing a trash talk tomorrow night or tonight. Okay. And that's, right. all right. in, uh, this, this <laughs> that's all of this day in this this day in history. That's all of this day in
2: history and national yeah. calendar days. <laughs> Just- all right, boys, let's kinda of wind it down. April
3: You're the East-
0: Thank you, there, guys. Appreciate it, boy. Wonderful job. Wonderful job. We we never give yeah. them a hand, you know, for doing that.
2: Well, I mean, you know, I'm ordering in some new strings for the more they want. Uh... Right.
0: There you go. Donald, Donald gave you the clap. So carry <laughs> that with you always, boys. <laughs> and, <laughs> and you certainly could. Um,
1: <laughs> right. So, the- well, in case um, anybody is just joining this live cast recording, um, our, our good friends Don, Donald Wayne and Dennis Lee encourage you to click that follow button and click that share button and, you know, and, you know, and to continue to enjoy the show.
0: Thank, well, thank you. I appreciate it.
1: Because I, I, I mean, we want us to uh, hashtag fill the live cast and, and grow our audience in a big way.
2: Indeed. Indeed yes. we do.
1: Because you'll get a lot of substantive conversation and, and our take on news and commentary,
0: All right, you may and, and a little bit of fun come night.
1: Wednesday night.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, tonight Glad moving on. Been, tonight has been very similar to some of our Wednesday nights. I know so. <laughs> we're
2: rolling that we're rolling that over in almost every night, Way.
0: I know. I just I don't think we need to discriminate against you know any particular day of the week as far as doing some nutty stuff. Um yeah, but but we still like
1: to ha- have fun.
0: Oh yes. yeah, exactly. Yes.
1: But moving on, right.
0: All right, so All right. the first story for tonight <laughs> is it if that's what you want to call it, it's um it's <laughs> called a narrative buster uh by uh it's from another Mike Huckabee column, his newsletter which he puts out two a day typically even on the weekends. And, um, but anyway, it's, it's, uh, it goes on like this. I'm used to the facts ruining the left's pat narratives, but the horrific mass shooting in Boulder, Colorado is proving to be a daily rolling disaster for their efforts at politicizing tragedies. First, they screamed deadly racist assault by violent white Trump supporter. Then it was revealed that the shooter was a Syrian refugee who hated Trump And the victims were all white. So they hurriedly pivoted to it's the gun's fault, ban AR-15 assault rifles, and pass more background checks. Mike Huckabee goes on to say, I told you yesterday that the the father of heroic slain officer Eric Talley spoke out saying his son was a strong Second Amendment supporter and would be appalled that his death was being used to push gun control. Um, Now, there are a couple of new narrative busters, Mike Huckabee goes on to say. Police announced that the shooter didn't use a so-called assault rifle. rifle. He used a Ruger AR-556, which is legally classified as a pistol, and I I wanted to look that up today and see what that particular um, gun looked like, but I never did get around to it. I don't know if anybody has any knowledge of, of those ty- types of guns, but um, anyway, it's classified as um, as a, a pistol, although it goes on to say that it, it has some of the characteristics of a rifle, so I'm not quite sure what they mean by that. Uh, but also the shooter did pass a background check to get that particular pistol. If he had bought an AR 15, he would have had to pass multiple layers of background checks already in place and waited longer, but it's likely he would have passed anyway because he didn't have anything in his, uh, his history or, or there was no arrest record. So there was nothing to, to disqualify him. Um, so anyway, Huckabee has a link to another article which he usually does anyway, where he gets some more of his information. so he links an article from the Western Journal and it's a story by Jack Cowhick. Um, he says that a Ruger a r five fifty six is a weapon that can function as a rifle but is legally classified as a pistol so I'm again, I'm not really up on that, so i don't I don't know. I don't know why that is the case. Therefore, the vague assault weapons ban backed by Democrats like Biden and Schumer may not apply to this weapon. The classification of the suspected shooter's firearm led to hand-wringing in the establishment media. As reported by USA Today, for the Colorado shooting suspect, the Ruger AR-556 pistol had another benefit. It made purchasing the weapon quick and easy a rifle of its same size would have been subject to multiple layers of added scrutiny, including a background check that would have required several forms of ID and even fingerprinting. Um, I think we get, don't we get fingerprinted when we get our uh, carry permit? Dennis Lee. Yes, we do. Okay. Uh,
1: that, that's part of like the background check procedure.
0: Um, I mean, mine was about four years ago, so I, I've actually forgotten whether we did fingerprinting. Um, The USA Today reports reporters lamented that if the suspect had used such a rifle, he would have had to pay additional taxes and potentially wait months before the gun was registered. Leftists, of course, will not be content to ban only assault weapons. When the facts of a shooting don't fit their narrative, their solution is ever stricter regulations. The Democrats' narrative around the Boulder shooting continues to crumble at their feet, and it's been happening from The days uh, since the days of the massacre, the very day the shooting took place, leftist Julie DiCario of Deadspin tweeted extremely tired of people's lives, depending on whether a white man with an AR-15 is having a good day or not. And she posted that on March the 22nd at 1135 at night. Others suggested systemic racism, including activist Amy Siskine, who jumped to the conclusion that since the suspect was taken alive, he was almost certainly a white man, which is evidenced by her tweet. The shooter was taken into custody, she says. In other words, it was almost certainly a white man again, in parentheses. If he were black or brown, he would have been dead. She posted that on March the 22nd at 940 p.m. The suspect was reportedly an anti-Trump Muslim, yet again shattering the perception of a white Anglo-Saxon Republican most leftists see when they think of a mass shooting. Additionally, the suspect passed a background check, disproving the idea that a system of universal background checks would have stopped the shooting. Meanwhile, Democrat politicians, including the president continue to push for vaguely defined weapons bans that possibly or even likely would have not stopped the Boulder shooting. While Democrats will probably just course correct and find a way to reclassify the suspect's weapon so it is no longer an issue, the dismantled narrative does demonstrate a truth most new from the beginning. Democrats will politicize even tragedies to the extent your constitutional rights are at stake regardless of the facts they are confronted with. So Huckabee comes back in and has a final thought here. He says, there's no place left to pivot now except confiscate all guns from law-abiding citizens. I expect that's been the game plan from day one, but they've gone to so much trouble to try to keep from saying it out loud, and this story is almost forcing him to do so. And... That's pretty much that. Hmm. It's it's just um, and and there's a lot more nasty tweets as we. I mean, of course, they're all about just about anything uh, that you know about race right now, and then of course about Republicans and conservatives. But um, it's just everything gets it gets pigeonholed immediately. And sometimes even before facts come out, just like they did in the Atlanta shootings, um, people are so quick to judge and, and point fingers and say, we got it figured out and we know what it is. And here are several times they've been proven not to know. So that's it for that.
2: Well, you know, from, uh, from one story that, uh, to another that will get you riled up now this is another one from the hills so um you know we've already seen what their last article could do <laughs> this is by alexander bolton uh, and this is one about liberals thinking ju- uh, biden just made getting rid of the filibuster easier um you think um so Senate proponents of the filibuster reform said they scored a win Thursday when President Biden said he agrees the procedural tool is a relic of the Jim Crow era. And um, actually, actually, I'm going to go ahead and pull it up. I have to real quick. I know we're, we're running short, but um, let's see. Uh, Joe Biden on the filibuster. <laughs> Buster, um, because, let's see, uh, because his his stance on this.
0: Well, he's flip-flopped. Yeah, he has flip-flopped. Of course, they, uh, they typically see. do.
2: Let's
0: see if we... <laughs> well, so, that's right? true, Cummings. Eight now. What's that? Uh, Cummings said his stance is what years. they told him. So I've been through
4: seven presidents, eight now. And uh, I've never seen a time when an operating norm to get anything passed was a supermajority of 60 votes, no matter what, no matter what the bill is it's filibustered. It's required to get 60 votes. You can't rule by a supermajority. You can't govern if you require a supermajority. And I think it's getting to the point where it's been abused, this idea of the filibuster or the threat of extended debate. And uh, I think
3: the public... So
2: now that's where he's been there with... Congress as a whole, Republicans and Democrats. That is when there when he is vice president. So if you go back to... On filibuster.
0: Yeah, I think they had one of him when he was in the Senate and he was arguing for the filibuster.
2: Yeah. Filibuster. Yeah. Um, so... And it may pull up or it may have already been made. Uh, May have already been taken down. Taken, well, not taken down, but made hard to find. Um, <laughs> oh, it's probably being
1: buried in shadow band.
2: Yeah, here we go. Let's see here.
4: not been here as long as senator Byrd. no one fully understands the senate as well as senator Byrd, but i've been here for over three decades i think this is the single most significant vote any one of us will cast in my 32 years in the senate and i suspect uh, the senator would agree with that and we should make no mistake this nuclear option is ultimately an example of the arrogance of power. It is a fundamental power grab by a majority party propelled by its extreme right and designed to change the reading of the Constitution, particularly as it relates to individual rights and property rights. It's nothing more designed to change the reading of the Constitution, particularly as it relates to individual rights and property rights. It's nothing more or nothing less. And let me take a few moments to explain that. Folks who want to see this change want to eliminate one of the procedural mechanisms designed for the express purpose of guaranteeing individual rights. And they also, as a consequence, would undermine the protections of a minority point of view in the heat of majority excess, We've been through these periods before in American history, but never, to the best of my knowledge, has any party been so bold as to fundamentally attempt to change the structure of this body.
2: So there's plenty of documentation of him in the past being really pissed off because somebody wanted to stop the filibuster, right? Well, yeah. So, um, you know, and you got Senator Bernie Sanders said that Bernie, uh, Biden's remarks from his first press conference as president um, would increase support in the Democratic cause for overhauling the filibuster, adding that it's no longer debatable whether it was a Jim Crow era instrument. So, but all these Democrats that have been on board and defending the filibuster for all these years, now they don't say that they were wrong in doing so. They just say that there's something that should have been taken care of all this time. Um, You know, uh, as
0: as he stands there and praises uh, Robert Byrd talking about the Jim Crow era of. Of politics right
2: exactly and um and and then senator Senator elizabeth warren on thursday said it's a historic fact that the filibuster is a jim crow era tool and i don't think that these people actually realize what they've said that you know once that, something like that is recorded and especially once it's on the internet it's available forever so you cannot hide from it um you know, it goes on to say that um, but the Biden didn't explicitly call for eliminating the legislative filibuster at his White House press conference, but he signaled support for progressive critics who want to portray the procedural tactic as tainted by a racist history in their bed to finally get rid of it. The President's comments are expected to increase pressure on Senate Democrats to repeal the filibuster when they come back to Washington after their April recess and take up voting rights and civil rights legislation, which Senate Majority Leader Charles Schumer, old Chucky, put at the top of his agenda in a letter to colleagues Thursday morning. The Senate will soon move to the For the People Act, which could make it easier to vote in federal elections and in congressional gerrymandering and the John Lewis Voting Rights Act legislation to restore protections in the 1965 Voting Rights Act that were curtailed in 2013 by the Supreme Court. Um, Senator Martin Hendricks said, too often the filibuster has been used to keep people from rights that they should have as American citizens, and we need to ensure that whatever we do, on the filibuster that American citizens who might have the right to vote have the opportunity to exercise that right. Well, I guess again, none of them had looked back at their stance and their remarks over the past 40 years. Um, you well, know, and, and it's, 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 it's insanity. Wasn't,
0: I, mean, uh, I don't know if we talked about this the other night or one of the other shows, but wasn't there, uh, didn't, the Democrats use it last year over 200. Uh, well, I mean, that sounds awfully high.
1: Um, Cummings mentioned something about that, I believe, but unless it was slightly or I, it might've got mentioned on both shows.
0: I mean, but it was used. It's been used, you know, for the four years that, that Trump was in, uh, in office, or, and especially the last two when, you know, Democrats took over the house again, but yeah, it, it's been, uh, it's been used while Trump was Well, the has
2: been something that's been in place since, you know, our founding fathers were there. So, you know, and the and the Democrats that are complaining about it now had defended it vigorously back in the day. So what, if they were going to say that it needed to be changed, would they not need to stand up and say, well, you know what? Uh, I know that this and that is out there, and, and I was just wrong in my defending of it, and um, I've learned the errors of my ways. No, they're not going to do that. They're just going to say that um, it's, a, uh, it's a racist platform for um, the, the right-wing uh, Republicans to, um, the, to, for the far right to uh, you know, to use to get their agendas passed. And uh, it's just not so.
0: Well, like Joe Biden said, uh, the whole purpose of the filibuster was t- to slow down the process that sometimes gets goes too quickly through the House. You know, the, they uh, they have a tendency to pass things quickly sometimes when you know when they have a, a good majority, one party or the other. So the whole purpose of the filibuster was to slow things down when they got to the Senate. And then make them, you know, uh, negotiate more or or discuss the bill more. Of course, it probably always take it to the extreme. But, you know, Joe Joe Biden defended that uh, in one of his comments as well as the whole purpose of the filibuster. So now they want to get rid of it because they must feel real confident that they're not going to lose majority in the 2022s or they wouldn't wouldn't advocate getting rid of the filibuster because uh, that would come back to bite them if they lose control in 2022.
2: Yeah, now the def- definition of the filibuster, now this is on Wikipedia, so, you know, take that with a grain of salt, but the filibuster is a parliamentary procedure used in the United States to prevent a measure From bringing Bronx to count the most common form of a filibuster occurs when one or more senators attempt to delay or block a vote on a bill by extending debate on the measure. And how many times have we seen that on the Democratic side? I wish what I was trying to find is who, what side has used the filibuster more. Um, The the uh, the most see this says the Senate rules. Permit a senator or a series of senators to speak for as long as they wish on in, uh, uh, and on any topic they choose unless three-fifths of the senators, dully chosen and sworn, vote to bring the debate to a close by invoking cloture under Senate rule. Um, number blah, blah, blah. So, you know, I, and I'm not going to go on with any more of this article because it's too long and it's going to piss me off too much, and we're already <laughs> running short on time. So I'll post it on our Facebook page um, and read the rest of it.
1: Yeah, you know, and I could uh, hear slightly saying, "Don't raise my blood pressure," right? Slightly. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Well, you, you've got the the damn uh, president of the United States when he was a senator, like Donald Wade said, um, defending this vigorously. And many of these Democrats that are coming out and saying it's racist have used it plenty of times. So um, the hypocrisy never
0: ceases to amaze me. How do people who, how do Democrats who supported what they supported for so many years, and again, let's dig up Robert Byrd, there's no way in the world Republicans could survive a relationship with Robert Byrd. Uh, in today's climate, but yet it doesn't seem to bother anybody that Joe Biden and Hillary Clinton and, and, and others, you know, just thought, you know, Robert Byrd was uh, Mm. the man.
1: It's like they've held Robert Byrd as a political martyr.
0: I mean, I have heard some people say that Robert Byrd changed his philosophy he saw the error of his ways, and in later years of his life, and that's a possibility. You know, we heard the same thing Sorry. from George Wallace. When, uh, you know, that he said that he had he had seen the light in the latter years of his life, or maybe that was after he was shot, but um, that he had changed. And and you know, a lot of people,
1: yeah, they they had their epiphany or come to Jesus moment. Right, Mm -hmm. but
0: regardless of that, still no Republican would survive that close a relationship with Robert Byrd or praising Robert Byrd today. Because as we know, Democrats love to dig up stuff that people did 40, 50, 60 years ago or their positions that they had at that time.
2: Yeah, but dig up and and present stuff that they did and all hell breaks loose.
0: The problem is sob for doing that. <laughs> there's not. It's enough, like they've
1: developed a selective memory of sorts,
0: right? There, there's not enough media in this country that that will be honest and hold everybody to the same standard. And uh, you know, Democrats know that they know they've got to pass with most media. And uh, so you know, just like these statements they make, you know, about racism, that you can't have a story. In this in the news cycle that doesn't have somewhere in there the word racist" in it, so but uh, that's that's the way the media's allowed it to become <sighs> okay uh well, probably because of the time we won't go into my last one either because it's it's actually another one. this is blood pressure night Dennis Lee um. <laughs> You know, and since I got on a, a rant there at the very beginning of the show about the about those the comments about water in Georgia, um, I, I'm going to hold off on this one. That, that, that the last story that I had here because it's basically uh, some of the lies that Biden told about Donald Trump and and his dealings with the border and his policies, especially the comment about where. Well, let me, let me just give you this. I'll just do this because it's the very opening one. And this is from Biden's news conference the other day, uh, if you want to call it that. The idea that what I'm going to say, which I would never do if an unaccompanied child ends up at the border, we're just going to let them starve to death and stay on the other side. No previous administration did that either, except Trump. I'm not going to do it. So says our articulate and highly functioning president of the United States. Biden went on to say that Trump's programs have incredibly negative impact on law, international law, as well as all human and human dignity. So that was where that article was going to go tonight. But there's a lot of rebuttal uh, against some of the statements that Biden made in regards to Trump and, and his policies regarding the border. So. We don't have time to get into that, but I just, you know, lies <laughs> Yeah, and to well, say and a I know another like,
1: example, too, of lies. Okay. You know, when okay. Hillary and uh, Obama were running in 2008, Hillary famously said that we have a, you know, a right to debate and to disagree with any administration, regardless whether they're Democrat or Republican and whatnot. But but I guess, you know, I guess Hillary and Obama and Biden, they, they seem to forget that.
0: Well, of course they do. They they own And then you have things.
1: Republicans like like Bush forty one and Bush forty three, you know, who are basically just as guilty. And then even some of the rhinos you have in the House and the Senate.
0: Right. Uh, what was that? Um, yeah, I, I know there. There's been some articles lately. I, I probably have to use that on Tuesday night. Now, I'll just hold that for Tuesday night. But you're right. It's yeah, just,
1: Tuesday or a mini pod? What have you? Right.
0: Well, yeah, uh, yeah. The, <laughs> there's so much stuff right now to use. Um, I, I have to mm-hmm. kind of throw darts at the wall to pick what subject to go for a mini pod. But I had to get that Georgia voting right thing or that voting law out of the way because there's just so much negative stuff about oh, right and, now.
1: Oh, the story about the the vote voting right law, the the one um, state house member who was arrested and. We presented this story on Slightly Show Friday night, but but by, based on looking at the video and um, the, the national media is probably going to cook up the narrative of, of the, the representative being, being arrested for knocking and beating on governor's door when he was signing the legislation into law. They're, they're going to cook up that, that this they, she was arrested because she was black, which to echo Joe Biden's famous saying, what a bunch of malarkey
0: <laughs> oh yeah i, I saw that article. because i'm
1: um, I, I think slightly might be right because we we see it coming
0: yeah and but i, I saw, digress i saw an article too about some republican representative that was stopped for speeding and uh they were trying to use their their position as a means to get out of paying a ticket and it was a republican i don't remember the name but yeah, I saw that story where she was, and I think she said, had told people that she was going down there to protest it. Uh, there's also people going back to the Georgia voting law. There's people saying in the media right now that, you know, during the next election cycle, they intend to protest that by uh, they intend to go out there with water and food and, and approach people in these lines and give it out anyway, just so they can get arrested and make an issue out of that whole thing. So it ought to be a a freaking circus next, next voting cycle in Georgia. I can, I think it's just going to be full of all kinds of goofy stuff. And, um, because they're already saying we're not going to obey it. We're going, we're going to show that this is wrong, but, um, but, you know, if, they, if they'll just state it, you know, by fact, if they'll give the whole law and not just take little excerpts from it so they can not, make not true, race, in other words. racial, yeah, just like that comment that, you know, Georgia passes a law where uh, they can't give water to black voters in line trying to vote. That's that's ridiculous. There's only one purpose to make a statement like that, and that's to incite people. That's to make, you know, to create a scenario that, that they're very good at creating right now. They've been good at it for a while, but uh, I think they've ramped up their efforts since last year. So, all right. So, we'll, anyway, we'll use this. Uh, I'll, I may use that for a, a mini pod. Uh, let's see. Where are we? I guess we're close enough. Uh, Dennis Lee, unless you have any Closing gripes, or
2: well, no, I'm just off enough. That'll, that'd be great <laughs> if we just <laughs> Eric, if you could calm us down, that'd be great. Well,
1: yeah. um, the, the Podbean live shows to be on the lookout for, of course. Like, I know me and Slightly are going to be um w- working on an impromptu show experiment uh, after Trice Talk wraps up. So, if, if anybody's interested in being on the lookout for, for that, um, um we, you know, we're going to try something new, but. But otherwise, the Podbean live shows, you know, weekday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. Um, you, you, you've got the chit-chat with the old man where uh, I joined Dina Joe, and the old man for some lively, folksy, coffee talk conversation. And we, we might even get a visit from Grammy as well as a visit from Crazy Kane 13 or from Asha from the Men Cave Sound podcast. Um, and you can be rest assured we're going to always have a good time there and and another installment of cooking with dina joe grammy you know is coming up soon so be on lookout for that plus the old man's friday night music shows every friday at 11 p.m Eastern time and the Hindi pop hits hour every sunday morning at 9 a.m eastern and in case you missed it today today was the season finale of the the old man's sunday afternoon classical music hour but don't, not to worry The the old man's Sunday classical music hour will return in September, but you know, and, and on the pod being daytime schedule, you can always look for impromptu episodes of the John DeVito show, as well as the milk dog 2020 show, as well as Lara to do her communication station and pink squirrel to do her whose podcast is this anyway, as well as their new collaboration show that that should be a real treat. Wednesdays and Fridays at 3 p.m. Eastern time, you've got Frankie Frankie's crib and Mondays, Wednesdays and Fridays around 4 and 5 p.m. Eastern time, assuming, you know, Robert can get his computer issue fixed. And once he's out of pod being being jail on his main account, um, you know, you've got the Mr. Clean Music show. Plus, he's also on Tuesdays and Thursdays around 1.30 a.m. Eastern time with with late night shows. Um and then weekdays around seven PM Eastern time, you've got Cummings' Culture. And as Jeremy likes to say, it's not controversial. It's just culture. Weeknights around eight PM Eastern time, you've got Chuck and Billy's Not Your Cup of Tea. It's a great comedy podcast if you if you feel like laughing your ass off at some great great jokes and crude humor, if that is your cup of tea, of course. Weeknights around nine thirty PM Eastern time, you've got the slightly serious show. And you know, and he and, and there might be some nights he gets delayed till twelve thirty a.m. if um, his day day job forces him to work overtime. Um, and then weeknights around eleven thirty p.m. Eastern Time, you've got the Forgotten Teens music show with our good friend Chris. And then, um, and then on the weekends, you've got Chris Unplugged and Two Peas in a Podcast usually on Friday nights. And then Torch—he's an, another new podcast talent and Crazy Town and. And, and a few few more podcast friends who are just showing up. And on Saturday nights, you've got Lyrical Laxatives, the It's Doomsday podcast. And, and the hottest we, we can show on Podbean at the moment is the Turfy show. And then some honorable mentions to Poetic with The Holy Shift, Brian and Rebecca with The Planet ADHD, as well as Roastmaster Glenn, you know, with Glenn and Brian's new like comedy power hour show. Um, You've also got, um, you know, I mean, plenty of great shows. And then this Thursday, April 1st at 6 a.m. Eastern time, you know, Podbean welcomes back Ralph William with a new season of the Ralph William podcast. That should be interesting. And hopefully, you know, sometime in the next few weeks, um, he'll be cooking up a new season of his Friday night sex talk with Virgin Ears, which should also be a treat. And, of course, with John DeVito, he'll have a show on this Tuesday. Day at 1130 a.m. Eastern Time. So be on lookout for that. And also be on the lookout for Corey to do a, a new podcast with his good buddy, Jason, and with Kate and Mike, Mike Tampa Bay. And I might join him occasionally. It's the Uncommon Sense podcast and the, the Green Room podcast. The, 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 those look to be very interesting. But here at Trace Talk, we'd love to give a special thank you, of course, to the friends who joined our live show, BP49, Jesta. C-Rock, that's Corey, Lou Rock, James from The Side of the Seer Show, Big Life, Jeremy from Cummins' Culture, Forsaken Heart, Robert, Naresh, Silver Mike, <laughs> and a host of other great names who were fortunate enough to come into our live, you know, we couldn't do without you. And special thank you to the listeners listening to the published episode on on Download and, and look forward to y'all ca- coming back to the live shows again soon. And speaking of live shows, you've got Dennis Lee here to to tell you how, how you can get in touch with Trice Talk and Tall Tales of the Rabbit Hole, as well as where you can find previously published episodes and
2: when the live shows go on the air. Thanks, Eric. Well, yeah, I appreciate that, Eric. Um, yeah, you know, if you would uh, like to get a hold of us, put your arms around us and say, it's going to be okay, do that on Twitter at Trice Talk WG Moon. Um, if you like to, if you have comments about the show, um, you know, uh, ideas, you're disgruntled, or you want to send pictures, go to tristalk69pts at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Um, and make sure to follow us on Facebook at Tristalk. We post a lot of the articles that we use on the show there, as well as the shows. Um, the uh, shows and the mini pods are posted there as well. Um, and then you can find us on Spotify at TriSTalk as well as Amazon Music at TriSTalk. And we are on every Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday at 11 p.m. in the Eastern Time Zone with impromptu shows and mini-pods during the rest of that time. And Donald Wayne is doing an awesome job with the mini-pods, I have to Thank say. You. Um, Thank you. Thank you. It, um, the, pod, the mini-pods are on fire They are, there's just a flaming, and if you'd like to get um, explicit and, um, you know, feel the need to say a curse word or two or hear a curse word or two, um, you can do that on Tall Tales in the Rabbit Hole, don't be afeard, and, uh, you know, we get uh, conspiratory and uh, talk about abductions and all kinds of other weird things, but um, no sickos or, um, you know, anything like that, you'll be booted and blocked but we're on every uh sunday tuesday wednesday and thursday at 9 30 p.m in the eastern time zone and we greatly appreciate all of you we couldn't do it without you we love what we do and just simply thank you
0: yes we we, we appreciate everybody spending time with us uh uh y'all are the reason that we have fun doing this and uh and we greatly appreciate it and slightly good luck with your endeavor tonight. <laughs> I hope that works out. Um, and Dennis Lee, after I do the closing thing, would you tell me if you hear the music this time? So I won't be, I'll be sitting here playing this thing, thinking it's going to going through. And will well,
2: definitely tell you, Donald and,
0: and it'll be one appropriate for the closing of the show. <laughs> um, oh, yes. Love you and God bless you, everybody got to get an engineer got to get an engineer i need help um so the closing thought for tonight is let your smile change the world but don't let the world change your smile and that that
1: every morning
0: wow i like that with that you know be the reason
1: someone smiles
0: yes you hear that I hear you. Oh, I do. Yes. All right. I do. Well, that's a signal to turn out the lights.
2: The party's over, John Dwayne. catch you all on the flip
0: side. Stay safe, everybody.
3: I'm doing this tonight. You're probably going to start up a fight. no know this can't be right. Yeah. When you came into it to me. You may hate me But it ain't no lie bye bye, 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 bye I don't really wanna make it tough I just wanna tell you that I had enough It might sound crazy, So, give me one good reason, baby. Come on. Here for you and me. And now I'm really confusing that life would be much.